0: This is the greatest show, it's Anything everything you, you ever want, everything, everything you ever need, and we're bringing, bringing it
1: right to, you. right to you, thank God it's first Friday.
0: Alright, so that's not our official jingle, but just for today. Just to switch things up a little <laughs> bit, you know. So I'm Brother Luke Rowicki. I'm Brother Andrew Tori. And before we get rocking on today's episode... It's gonna be rockin'. We've got a third person in the room who Special wants guest. to send a message to his sister...
1: Hola, ¿qué tal, hermanita? Yo soy, eh, pues, tu hermano. <laughs> te, quiero, te quiero mucho y te quiero mandar un gran saludo de cumpleaños. Sé que fue ayer, pero de todas maneras, pues, no puedo manejar el, el calendario de este podcast. Pero te mando un gran abrazo y espero que de usted vendía mucho, aunque estamos lejos. Tú sabes que siempre estás muy cerca de mi pensamiento y de mi corazón. Así que, pues, es un abrazote de cumpleaños. Great.
0: Awesome. So that's brother Daniel Presiado, who's Third-year theologian, which
1: means he's going to be a deacon pretty soon. But even better, he is the house librarian. Yes. So he's the the one keeping all the dust off of our dictionaries. (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of dust there is, I imagine.
0: He's doing a great job. But yeah, please pray for him as he finishes up his year, starts spiritual, spiritual exercises during this Holy Week with the other brothers who are in the same year as him, and soon to become a deacon. That's
1: right. And in case you don't speak Spanish, just so you know, he was... Congratulating his sister for her birthday, which was yesterday. So that's very important to not forget our sisters. Okay. That's right.
0: Thanks so for the Daniel. With that, we also wanted to introduce our new logo. Yes. So as you probably notice, if you're listening to this podcast, we have we had to go out with the old and in with the new. That's right. Because we didn't want to get sued. That's right. That rhymes. It's very important. But thank you, Molly, my sister, who's our shout out to Molly. Our official marketing director and yeah. producer
1: and, and um, content director <laughs> yeah thanks for the logo
0: it's really awesome you get to see our smiling seminarian faces uh, whenever you
1: open yeah, up our yeah it looks now. really good I really really appreciate her work so. it looks very good same color scheme but all new look so now hopefully we can do a lot more promotion please help us to promote this podcast so now if we do if we promote now uh, we won't have um, thank god it's Friday restaurant coming after us because <laughs> exactly. basically our logo was copied from them <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was pretty blatantly yeah. copyright uh, issues there, violations. But, but we're learning, we're learning, so. All right, so we've got three dunkways for uh, everyone, for all of us today. The first Dunequay, Dunequay 101, we're going to call it Survival or, or
1: threvival.
0: That's right, Survival or Thrivival. Revival. so yeah, I think we just made that word up. But it comes from this situation we're in with the coronavirus. It's sort of a dire situation. And the tendency or the temptation can be in a crisis moment to just think about yourself and go in survival mode. How can I get through this moment? And so we go to grocery stores and we buy up everything we can. And rather, is if that we the want best? to it's thrive exactly. during this time, we actually should be thinking of others and what
1: is God asking us to do for other people? And that brings us to our second Dunque, Dunque 201, the end or... The beginning. beginning. That's right. So we're
0: going to talk about, well, it's kind of a surprise, but we're going to talk about There is. are these the end times or is just the beginning of a new age? New times. New the times. end times or the beginning
1: of new times. And then the
0: third, Dunque 301, could sound bad, but we'll explain it. It's called window worshiping. Window worshiping. <laughs> <laughs> Coming from window shopping. But since we're not able to access the sacraments right now, we're going to talk about how we can take advantage of this, this absence So we have of the Eucharist and maybe confession and adoration and all those things that were were spoiled to have during the year. But going back to our first theme, so survival or survival. That's right, starting with the first. All right, so I I heard from a priest recently that, yeah, this can be our tendency is to hunker down and think about ourselves. And it hit me because later on I was listening to a talk by a very famous uh, parish priest here in Rome, Don Fabio Rossini, who's really good. I don't know if he has stuff in English. I'm sure he does too. But he was talking about the voices we have inside that can be of the good or the bad spirit. Uh, And he said, there's this voice that can come in sometimes um, of the bad spirit that downplays the importance of our relationships. Mm -hmm. So it isolates us. And it's interesting because the Greek word for devil is... diabolus, And what does that mean? It means the divider. The divider. And diabolane, what is that? Well, to divide. (laughs) Good job, Andrew. Thank you very much. So for all of our Greek uh, enthusiasts. But uh, it's very interesting because that's exactly what the devil wants to do. When we hear a voice that says, "Ah, don't worry about that person or just think about yourself or you're more important, it's probably not coming from God. And I had an interesting experience recently with a brother who I was secretly angry at (laughs) because he sort of let me down. It wasn't a big deal, but he sort of let me down in a way. And so our natural reaction is to get angry. When someone doesn't fulfill our expectations, yeah, we can um, be disappointed, and then we can hold a grudge
1: and form form a barrier, you know.
0: Yeah, and it's exactly what it does. It separates you from the other person with that barrier. And so, at first, I was saying, "Do I do I talk to him about it? Do I not?" But I kept hearing a voice that says, "Ah, oh, don't don't worry about it. Let him do his thing. You do your thing." But I knew that would distance us. And it's a brother that I'm that you know it's we're all brothers and we want to be close to each other. But this brother especially. I thought, no, he's my friend, and so I need to bring it up to him, but I don't want this just to just be about me. Like, how can I make it help him? And thanks be to God, I went with the second voice, which was saying, go talk to him. Good, yeah. But do it in a way where it's, you make sure you care about him. Uh-huh. And when we follow God's voice, he, he helps us. And so he gave me a very special grace um, in that moment to, to see the brother with compassion. At the end of the conversation, we understood each other way better, our relationship stronger than ever. Good. And I invite... Yeah, all of us, if there's any barriers that you have right now, or if you, during this moment of crisis, you've uh, been f- more focused on yourself than on your family and your friends.
1: Um, Explode it. Yeah. Don't, don't let that control you. I had a really a similar experience, actually, a couple couple weeks ago, or two, maybe two weeks ago. Um, so there's a team of us brothers who work in the, in the music music department here at the seminary. And one of the brothers and I just don't really get along very well um i think i just i just rub him the wrong way he sort of rubs me the wrong way it's nothing bad it's just it's just we don't really click right yeah it happens and so um and so during the year there's been a lot of sort of stress and i just never really addressed it and i was like how can we like this is not good we can't we can't keep going on like this this is this is causing me stress so i decided to sort of do what you you just did brother luke i was like okay i'm gonna go and talk to him like like just call it out, okay, hey, this year it's been really stressful. I don't know what it is. Can we talk about it? What's the deal? Let's get everything out? And it was great. Hmm. And it was great. Um now we're we're not like these rosy companions, right? but <laughs> but just the fact of calling something out uh, for what it is and putting it on the table so that it's objective and not not identifying the problem in the other person because that's really that doesn't help to resolve a conflict. but saying like, These are the things that have happened. How can we, what do we, what do we do with this information? Like, can we, can we change something or also an attitude of humility, which is hard, but I, but I've found that it's very helpful for me when I, I see like, Hey, like this is something that's been going wrong in me. Maybe I'm doing this wrong. Is this, is, and I ask him, you know, is this what, is this what's bothering you? Like, or, or is it this other thing? So it's really helpful. It's, it's just amazing how much talking about conflict draws you out of yourself and it breaks down barriers. And it's really important to break down barriers because if not, then we can't live in the peace that we're made for.
0: And the humility you mentioned is also very interesting. Almost any time we get angry at someone, we can also, in that moment, reflect on ourselves and see what is, why does this make me angry? Like, Why does it rub me the wrong way? A lot of times conflict is not it's very, it's very much two-sided. There's mm-hmm. always two sides to the coin. Right. So yes, maybe the person did something that's, that's wrong. Objectively, yeah. it's not a good thing what he did. But then there's always that part, like, why did it bother me so much? Because maybe on certain days it bothers us more than other days. And maybe it's because that day we have a headache or whatever. Yeah. But other times when it's like a continuous thing, maybe there's a part of me that's, for example, for me, I, I kind of perceived a little bit of jealousy. And so that doesn't, but I begin to project that or, mm-hmm. on the other person. Like you right. said, the problem is kind of outside of both of us or it's inside of both of us. Right. But it's not, we can't just like dump all the blame on the other person right Uh, but so the humility helps us to say wait a second i'm not perfect yeah so maybe he
1: there's not and it's a real source of joy too because it takes away a lot of stress from us because it's we're admitting that hey like i'm not this amazing you know perfect stainless human being like i have i have weaknesses and you know i'm working through them and it takes away stress from us because we don't have to live up to this you know ideal of wanting to always have you know perfection and everything in order and total peace and like no that doesn't exist no <laughs> that doesn't and exist. god loves us with our faults and he calls us to love yeah. our brothers and ourselves with our faults yeah so mm-hmm. this analysis of like conflict is is something that we want to apply to the situation now with the with the with the pandemic going on right brother luke you were mentioning earlier about how people you know stockpiling their resources at home and like you know sort of boarding themselves up you know what is the right the right attitude um there was this beautiful example i want to mention of of threvival, right? Not just surviving, but reviving. (laughs) So it was this gentleman, um, barely 30 years old, in Leeds, England. Leeds is the city. And his name was Liam, and he he was a DJ. Can you say this story in a British accent? Uh, I'll try. I'll try. I want to be very respectful of of the situation. Okay, sorry. You can go back to this. Okay, yeah. (laughs) So so I would normally do it in joke, but um, it is a little serious because, well, this, this gentleman, Liam, he passed away. And he... He um, he. Two years ago, he was diagnosed with leukemia, and he a couple weeks ago um, he decided to discontinue his leukemia treatment, so that the resources that were invested in that that were treatment up to that point could then be um, you know given to other people who the, the hospital needed you know for from the virus. Because Liam got the virus, so he he had leukemia for two years, and then he also caught the virus. Oh, so, man. so, so he decided to discontinue his treatment, and and he passed away. Um, but he he wanted other people to receive the the treatment that he he denied for himself, and that's so yes. So he passed away, but he th- he thrived as a human being, because human beings are not made like you were saying, Brother Luke, just to like get by and just be focused on ourselves and like making sure that we're okay, number one is doing great. No, we're made to, to for love, to give ourselves, to be creative in our service to other people. And and if the situation, you know, if push comes to shove and, and we're in our situation, you know, some of us are, may, could even be called to give our lives. Um, and that's an act of, of heroism, of, of true love that, that Liam showed. Um, so that was, that was a great example for me as well. Wow. And it's always, it's so cool because in times of crisis you get the best of humanity and the worst of humanity. It's like, it's the time of, of heroes, really. It's like World War II. Why does everybody talk about World War II? Because it was this devilish conflict that wrapped the whole world for several years, and you had all these these evil figures, but you had all these saints, too. And so it's it's in these times that, that that's people always go back and look at, because that's when human beings are really forged, I think. That's... It was likely straight into
0: our Dunkway 201 because you brought up World War II. And uh, we just saw a movie, most of us here in the community, called A Hidden Life. I don't think Brother Andrew actually saw no, it. No, I didn't see it. So I'll, I'll listen. <laughs> so I'm going to tell him about yeah, it. Yeah, But no, just briefly, there, was, there were two characters that this movie put forward. The setting is World War II, and it all takes place uh, in this small town in Austria. There's a very simple family in this small village up in the mountains, and... They're all getting called little by little to uh, enlist or recruited to the Nazi regime, Nazi army. And they all, you know, they, they get all the information about the war and who they're attacking. And they kind of are questioning at the beginning, you know, is, do you believe in this war? And they all kind of say, no, we don't. But we have no choice. We have to enlist. Like it's by the law that we have to sign this oath of loyalty to Hitler. And so this man who's, it's based on a true story. Sorry, should have mentioned that at the beginning? Uh, Franz Jagerstatter, which I'm sure I'm saying that wrong, Uh Um, who's in this town. uh, He's now blessed in the Catholic Church. Oh, wow. One uh, step
1: away from being a saint.
0: Yeah, one step away. uh, And he just shows incredible, incredible heroism because he refuses to sign the document. And so that gets him led through prisons, taken away from his family. His family suffers. In the village, he's seen as a traitor. And so that's the one character... Um, so this
1: document was, like, saying, like,
0: I... Signing lo- loyalty... To Hitler. To Hitler. And, okay. So, like, mm-hmm. and and people were telling him, like, it's, you know, you can just sign It's just a piece of paper. No one really believes it. Just right. sign it. But the truth was, is that he didn't believe in the war. Obviously, it was huge. It was a terrible evil mm-hmm. that was being wrought by the Nazis yeah. um, because of Hitler. And so he wouldn't cooperate. He wouldn't collaborate in this evil. And that was the right thing to do. He was standing up for truth, mm-hmm. despite... His suffering and the suffering of brought on the people that he loved. Mm-hmm. Um, he must
1: have felt enormous pressure. I mean, everybody was was doing it and was like. And this
0: other character was almost like the exact opposite. I think the movie does a good job to juxtapose it two. Is the mayor of the town, uh-huh. who takes his responsibility of you know, like towards the government and towards his people, kind of this middleman. He decides, well, I'm going to support the government, and so he starts bad mouthing. Franz and his family, mm-hmm. and he starts riling up the people for the Nazi cause, and mm-hmm. you see him little by little throughout the movie become almost like a monster. And wow. he doesn't—he's—he's he's almost like this character who's confused himself. Like when he gets in conversations and dialogues, he'll start yelling all of a sudden, and then he goes quiet again, and mm-hmm. and you see Franz is very peaceful, even though in the midst of his suffering. But mm-hmm. in his suffering, he found meaning. He found God. He—he mm-hmm. he looked for the truth, um, and wow. so it was kind of we have like you were saying these two characters that can maybe be an image for us of like the two choices we can make Yeah. and this Dunequay 201 is called The End of the Beginning
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, uh, but Andrew why? Why is that title? So
1: because well we all have we've all seen the, the memes or like you know the quotes thrown around like you know God is sending this virus with his to punish us or wrath. to chastise the world or to bring hearts back to him and it's true like it's true that that many people are coming back to God um, in this difficult time that's a really good thing but um, well, there's like like a like a, like a parenthesis here. Um, God is not the cause of the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. God does not. God does not will evil. Exactly. He does not. Um, well, he he can allow it, but it's he, not yeah, his. he doesn't. He doesn't want people to to suffer and, and die. That's this is not his. It's not his direct direct cause, right? Um, anyways, close the parenthesis, because just because I've seen a lot of yeah. a lot of things going around there. Um, so the end or the beginning. So is the world ending? Clearly, it's not ending, right? Um, scientists are really working hard to find a, a vaccine. Everybody really wants this. Everybody in the world is focused on this. I have a lot of hope. I'm, and I see a lot of good signs uh, in, in the world. China, of course, has, um, you know, apparently their, their cases are, have gone down almost completely. Um, so there is a way out of this. And it's slowly going down here in Italy. Um, so, so it's not the end. It's not the end, but maybe it's the beginning of something else. I've seen a lot, as you have, Brother Luke, and I'm sure you know people, people listening, I've seen so many beautiful gestures of solidarity. Solidarity. It's a big word um, that we use a lot, um, actually, in, in the social teaching of the Catholic Church. Solidarity is basically opening your door to somebody else. So it's not closing yourself off like maybe we could be tempted to in a time of crisis, but it's opening your door and, saying, and going out and seeing what your neighbors need. And so there have been so many cool initiatives that have been going on right now. Brother Luke, what, what are some initiatives that you've seen? Oh, there's been a lot. One, one that I really like that
0: was shared with me recently by another brother was this called, um, I think it's Some Good News. But it's by Jim from the Office, the TV series Office, oh, yeah. which Lange and I are both big fans. I love fans. the Office. <laughs> but so John Krasinski, who plays this character Jim in the in the show, has decided to devote him his his time in the midst of this quarantine uh, to only giving out good news because he says at the beginning of his first episode uh, that has 10 million views already, which just came out amazing. Maybe, yeah, a few a few days ago. Uh, He said, there's so many news stations out there that will just give you negative, negative. And I've always asked myself, even since I was a kid, why isn't there a station that just talks about good news? Because there's so much of that as well. And I love that perspective. And so he invited people, hey, write to me, send me your stories of Instagram or Facebook, whatever, of positive things that you've seen. Mm -hmm. A beautiful one I saw uh, on his little 15 minute um, episode was this man who went to visit, they're both elderly and went to visit his wife, but since he couldn't get close to her. He could only be on the other side of a window. Yeah, he sang, you know, loudly so that she could hear. I think Amazing I, Grace. I think I saw that. <laughs> Did you yeah, see that?
1: yeah. His wife has, has dementia, Alzheimer's, right? Yes. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. so
0: they can They couldn't be close, I guess, because of the virus. But I didn't. I just saw the, the scene in the. Uh huh. But uh, but you, you see them singing together, and how how love, you know, just like we were talking about. This this can be a moment of like kind of self destruction or a moment of revival where mm-hmm. your love begins to like boom and like look for creative ways how can I how can I show this person and express exactly my, how much I, this person really means to me. Uh, but yeah, there's there's been also I saw um, there's a lot of people getting together and praying through Zoom or Skype or other mm-hmm. applications of a similar nature. That uh, but there's this group of young Italians praying vespers every day together. Okay. And I don't know when they started that. It might have been like just before the virus, but it was never as constant. Now they said, decided no." Every single day, uh, six o'clock, I think they get together and they pray vespers together, which is part of the liturgy of the hours that the priests pray, but everyone, all Catholics, are invited to pray mm-hmm. uh, the breviary, the liturgy of the hours. Uh, and another another person in the United States told me that her parish is beginning to all get together and pray the Rosary together, and it wasn't something their parish did before. Mm-hmm. And much less, she said, even the families themselves in the parish didn't pray as families. Mm-hmm. And so this started little by little with a couple moms and dads. And all of a sudden, all the families are now having all their kids present. Mm-hmm. And it's become this thing that no one wants to miss. Mm-hmm. The evening rosary in the parish with all your That's so awesome. Your That's so
1: awesome. I think it's a sign of of how the human spirit is, is made to... I don't know how, the right word. It's made for expansion. It's made to go out and to adapt and to go beyond the situation where we find ourselves. So like our situation is we're all, everybody, we're all shut in. Okay, so this is is what our situation is. We can't, we have to obey, you know, the authorities and we're shut in. So what do we do? So people are just like, okay, well, you know, somebody many priests. Okay, well, I'm gonna do mass online. Or other people are like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna get the young people together in our parish group. We're gonna meet on on Skype or Zoom.
0: Shout out to Father Andrew Granati. Who That's right. We both worked with him in DC. Yes. And recently, he put out a message saying, "Hey, send me your intentions. I commit to doing an extra hour of prayer every day. That's for your, right. For whatever you want me to
1: pray for. Exactly. So initiatives like that. It's, it's like we need. We all feel a need to like do something to help people. And so, and I saw, I saw. Um, other gestures of solidarity, right? Um, from, you know, Italy's really been suffering, right? I think it's hit um, 12,000 um, deaths here in Italy, um, mm-hmm. sadly. So um, I've seen gestures like uh, Jerusalem, for instance, or Tel Aviv in Israel, like they're lighting up their buildings with the Italian flag or, wow. or, or sending, or sending um, you know, money or resources or beds or, or, or even Russia. Russia sent uh, hospital supplies to northern Italy, and different gestures like that of, of countries coming together and, and helping each other out instead of just like, you know, closing our borders and just not doing... I mean, we have to we have to keep, you know, we have to be safe, right? And we have to restrict travel. But within
0: those bounds, like you're saying, how do you adapt and, and yeah. still help with yeah within the law, within... Exactly. Yeah, but, but charity is higher than the law. St. Paul talks about that a lot. We're yeah. taking uh, St. Paul's letters right now in our theology class and uh online of course yeah all online (laughs) but actually yeah it's actually very enjoyable we have more time to study i feel like and uh he talks about that all the time like when you believe just faith in christ like what he's presenting to these jews uh in the letters and in the acts of the apostles and everything is a life that is not against the law it's not breaking law but it's above a law Mm -hmm. so when you're when you were jewish before christ it was following these rules yeah and he's trying to get it through the the heads of all these people gentiles and jews that it's not about breaking the law, but Christ allows us to live more freely
1: yeah. because it's a law of love. He gives us hearts of flesh, not of stone. Yeah,
0: so it's not about observing a huge list of, of rules. Mm-hmm. And so I like, I like what you're saying about the, the Christian spirit expands. It has this, this uh, mm-hmm. tendency to go beyond mm-hmm. just what's like the regulations and the...
1: Yeah, and it's because, it's because we're made in the image of God we're made in the image of God and Amen. and we're made to we're made to become like God. And God is he's beyond all comprehension. His love is there's there's no adequate words that we can use to describe his love. And that's and we're part of that because we're made in his image. And so it, rightly so, we admire the, the gestures that we've seen in different, different countries, political leaders, uh, you know, leaders of different churches, organizations, um, the tremendous example of doctors and nurses and uh, priests, um, pastors, religious leaders just going out there, giving their lives, um, getting, con- getting, uh, catching, catching the virus, putting themselves in danger. It's just because there's something more important that they realize. There's something more important than my own health. What is that more important thing? It's 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 the love that they that they just intuit is right to to give to other people. That's that's the spark I think of of divinity. And this is and this is sort of like this could be the beginning of a, a new type of culture. Maybe, you know, it'll be interesting to see our ref, uh, reflections that come out um, when the virus subsides. Who knows when that's going to be? Later this year, maybe next year. Like okay, now that we lived. This, this time of the coronavirus and we saw all these different things happening and pollution went down, you know, and you could see the waters of Venice or pollution went down in India or different things. More time with my family and my wife and my kids, more time
0: spent connected to what Ro- what's happening in Rome. Like maybe there's a lot of people that really never plug into what's happening in the Vatican. Yeah. And I don't know, there were tons of people connected when Pope Francis had his, right. his Ubi at Orbi blessing right. mm-hmm. uh, Friday of last week. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe that's something that people, as they begin to do, will see that, wow, this is really enriching.
1: Right. And they'll want to continue this. yeah.
0: Or like, just like maybe a daily prayer that they've added to their kind of agenda, uh, during their quarantine time is something that we need to ask ourselves too. Like, what are the habits that I want to continue as, Mm uh, even well, well beyond this small virus, you know, that when I, when it's passed, maybe I don't want to go completely back to how I was living before because yeah, there's certain things that are bringing me more peace and I'm seeing that it also makes us live the essentials. Yeah. uh, Because kind of when when everything else is like kind of superficial things or small things are taken away, Mm -hmm. I can't go to this restaurant. I can't watch this football game. Yeah. Like life becomes very simple, but in living that simplicity. Yeah. The other day I was just thinking too, we all have our phones and Andrew might remember like back when we were novices, uh, when we had our schedule is very regimented and now it's a little bit more free. But as novices, it was like every moment of the day was was scheduled out. But when they put on there, for example, like 30 minutes of free time in board games, mm-hmm. it was like everyone made a mad dash for the board games room. we play like ping pong <laughs> or like Risk or uh-huh, whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, Monopoly Deal was a uh, oh, that's popular great. one. Canada um, But... I don't know. I feel like we haven't done that in a long time. But Andrew's a big board gamer. So maybe I love board games. Uh, this example doesn't work for him. But I saw uh-huh. after dinner the other day, one of the priests here playing with some brothers. Uh, what do you call that in English? The foosball? Foosball. Thank you. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> um, and I was like, wow, why haven't I thought about like just getting a small foosball game together? Like, that'd be really fun. Uh-huh. But since we all have our phones, we have a lot to do. And like there's a YouTube video to watch. Or like there's a song to listen to. Or yeah. there's WhatsApp messages to answer. Uh-huh. Those simple things get forgotten uh-huh yeah but it's it's such a good like moment of bonding just to like right. do those things where your your phone's put away and you're
1: yeah yeah that's a good reminder for, for me for everybody yeah but We're putting our phones but what's away. what's the latest board game you've been playing so we started this really cool board game I I, I recommend it to some to so those of you who like board games it's it's called saboteur okay saboteur uh, French word meaning saboteur <laughs> <laughs> so it's this um, it's it's the, everybody is a dwarf, okay? So it's like a card game. It's really fun. So you, sh- you should buy it buy it on Amazon, you know, if they're still delivering. So so you so you have um you lay these cards down on the on the table and you're trying to get to one of three different cards. So two cards have rocks and one has gold. And you lay down these cards in a row, and all these cards are like tunnels, and they have different directions, or sometimes they come to a dead end, or sometimes they turn this way, that way, and you're trying to get to, to the gold. But you have, um, you know, green dwarves, then you have blue dwarves, okay, just two, two and different And you never teams. know the identity of another person. Right, right, exactly, secret identities, and one of them is... Um, some of them are saboteur dwarfs, so they're like you know putting the tunnels like in the opposite direction. They don't want you to get to the or the, or there's this um, this this uh, gem dwarf who doesn't really care about getting. He just puts down like gems that you know the. the okay, so let me stop and...
0: you there, Andrew. What is the Dunequay? Of, oh, this, man. of this board game. The Dunequay
1: is that this board game is it's it's just fun. <laughs> it's just fun to be. It's good to have fun. It's fun. It's, it's fun. It's fun. Spend time with your family. And it's creative. I liked it because it's 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 original. It's not like this, it's not like a typical board game. Hmm. It's original. And it's, it doesn't take that long. And with that, we're gonna come to our third chapter
0: here. Dunkoi 301. 301. We're advancing very quickly That's right. from 101 to 301 now. University level. <laughs> <laughs> and we're calling it window worshiping. Window worshipping. So the image is basically when you go window shopping, you decide, okay, I'm not actually gonna go in the stores. But I'm just going to enjoy from the outside as much as I can, mm-hmm. looking at the mannequins who have on a, a shirt that I'd like to have, or mm-hmm. whatever, yeah, or like video games, or okay, so right now, we all sort of have to watch through a window, the window of our laptops and phones, Facebook, Screens. whatever it is, mm-hmm. to access the sacraments because churches have obviously been closed, and it's been amazing as well to add to that list of all these initiatives we've seen all the parish priests that are are making available as much as they can the sacraments and different moments of prayer that they would normally have in their parish for their faithful. Yeah. And they're putting their masses online
1: and that's right. Be Sorry, I have across. to I have to interrupt here, Brother Luke. <laughs> I saw this really funny video of this priest. <laughs> so a priest here in Italy, he's probably like in his 40s or 50s, doesn't know really how to do streaming or anything. <laughs> so he put a video up of his of his mass. And so when he started the video, he he accidentally selected the filter option. So that means that when he's taking a video, the, the program automatically puts certain images on, on the video. Oh, no. And so, and so <laughs> in the video, you see the priest starting off, and then all of a sudden, like, he's lifting weights... What? Like 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 at the beginning of mass, and then like and then he suddenly has like a beard and like a hat, like he's I like guess if he's Gandalf from Lord of the Rings, and then and then he has like like sunglasses on and like that had
0: to have been on purpose. No, he
1: it, it it had you could find it Italian priest Facebook filters mass just look it up. It's really funny. Sorry, but well, that's serious, hilarious. Serious context.
0: <laughs> no, but the the point of of this Dunque is. How can I, during this time of not being able to access the sacraments, yeah. physically be there in Mass, physically and sacramentally receive the presence of Christ in the Eucharist, how can I take advantage of this moment? Yeah. Uh, what, so, Brother Andrew, what would you, how would you respond to that?
1: Well, it's clearly a time when I think the Lord is inviting us to value the Word of God more. Because He's obviously not inviting us to receive Him in the Eucharist. Because He's, he's giving us sort of an, an imposed Eucharistic fast, um, which could have actually good consequences because it means we desire our, our Lord more. And, and it's good to, that the, when the heart longs for something more. So there's, there's a good side to that. Um, so I think the Lord wants us to, to value um, the Bible more. And I think he wants us to just to, well, we're obviously not in a hurry, right? We're just hanging around the house. Um, why not dedicate you know, 10 or 15 minutes each day Um, Start to to, to personal prayer by yourself. Um, You know, putting yourself in the presence of God for the first couple minutes. You know, like, you know, trying to lay aside your distractions, things that you want to do during the day, and just, you know, put yourself in the Father's presence, and then you open the Bible. I I recommend, especially during this time of the year, um, chapters 13 to 17 of St. John's Gospel. It's really when Christ's heart is shown in all its splendor. John 13 to 17. Uh, the Last Supper passages are just marvelous. And just going through and reading uh, phrase by phrase little by little, and praying with it. I think I think it's a real good moment for us Catholics who we, we often get a, we often get a bad rap, and I think it's true that for not knowing the Bible, mm. um, our Protestant brothers and sisters really really know it um, in many cases better than we do. And so I think it's a time to value the Word of God more. Amen. And it's
0: also a time for us seminarians in speaking of solidarity with all the people that can't have the sacraments, we thanks be to God. Have mass yeah, every day. We're very blessed. We continue having access to confession and an adoration. We've been actually putting our adorations daily online, and yes, we're continue doing that through Holy Week and beyond. Um, to for all for everyone who wants to, for our families, friends, everyone, uh, and that's at six thirty Rome time. So. Yeah. You can all do the math for your different. Places. And that's on.
1: I don't know where they can find. It. That's on our uh, Facebook page. Facebook Colegio
0: LC Roma. So okay. C O L E G I O, L C Roma. Okay. R O M A. That's the Facebook page, and then on there you go to videos, and then live at six thirty Rome time. But hearing people, a lot of people have been um, saying like how much they would love to have the Eucharist and have Mass and so they they've been doing spiritual communions and obviously like we said before, praying the rosaries together and things like that. But the fact that we do have access needs we need to cherish that all the it more. It gives us a
1: special responsibility. Yeah.
0: It needs to be something that when I'm mm-hmm. an adoration, how can I be distracted when I'm so privileged to yeah. be have to, you know I'm always on. we're always unworthy. But how much more now is it such a blessing to right. be there and to, and to in and Christ's and, presence.
1: And to sort of be there uh, by proxy I guess for other people yes
0: exactly and I I think God can't help but grant all the, the graces when he sees the faith and the desire of the people and so absence makes the, the heart grow fonder heart grow fonder yeah so let's take advantage of this time when we're absent of from the sacraments to let that desire go in us growing and building uh, but Andrew you were saying about the Byzantine
1: ah uh, yeah the, so yeah well I mentioned earlier um about how you know we're, we have a Eucharistic fast going on right now because most people in the church can't receive Jesus in the Eucharist um, because of the virus. Well, and there's a, there's a rite in the, in, the, in the Byzantine church, um, Byzantine Catholics, there's a lot of different rites uh, in our Catholic church, right, Brother Luke? <laughs> anyways, so anyways, in this particular rite, they receive the Eucharist during Lent once a week, a week once a week, and that's to help like like you were just saying, like to, to make our heart long for the Eucharist more, because it's almost by it's by withdrawing almost that um, that you that you value something more. Now you have, we have to be very careful, right? Because um, and I I would I would not advise anybody to to fast from the Eucharist willingly without talking to a spiritual director first, because obviously the Eucharist is something that's. That we're encouraged to receive daily, right? Mm. So we had to be very careful about why why we want to do this. But the fact is, today it's imposed on everybody. So one thing that we can take uh, take from this is, like you know, a spiritual communion. Lord, I, I want to. I wish I could receive you, but I can't. And the next time I'll be able to, man, I'm really gonna. I'm really gonna prepare for that moment, and that'll help us to to receive the graces that come from the Eucharist even more. Exactly. Exactly.
0: So any other tidbits on how they can window worship? Window worship. That worshiping. sounds really bad. It does sound... Well, well I don't know. I've never <laughs> once worshipped you understand, worship a window. <laughs> it's not worshipping windows. Yeah. But it's worshipping and doing our best to be close to God in these trying times. Right. Outside
1: the church. Yeah.
0: Definitely praying praying with your with your family. Yeah. Um, just bringing God into your home in this moment. Uh, sending positive images and prayers through your different means of texting and WhatsApp. Right. and Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, bringing God more and more into our lives um, can only enrich this this trying time. So that's not just a moment of trying to survive, but trying of to revive, the revive, the revival, the revival. So that's
1: right. And send around a lot of good, positive news and funny, funny things and videos. Send them, send them our way too. I, I like laughing. <laughs> yeah, me too. I need some. I need some good news too. It's important for everybody to do our part to help people smile. I think, you know, God, I got to smile. Amen, Billy Andrew. So with that. Just remember,
0: this is, our, this is our TGIFF podcast during this crazy time that we don't just... friend <laughs> looks <laughs> looking for the right words. <laughs> oh, try to segue into our, our catchphrase, which is... I forgot our catchphrase. We don't just do... Oh, we don't just do, we do... Do. All right. That <laughs> was long-winded, but... You got it. God bless you. God bless.